Project Management Insights, providing project managers with professional development in the interpersonal skills areas of leadership, team building and communication. Hi everyone. Today I've got another guest with me for our podcast and the topic that we're going to be talking about today is evaluation of your project. So I just want to welcome Mark Sinclair from SparkChart. Hello, Mark, and thank you very much for joining us on this podcast. Hi, Karen. Thanks very much for having me today. And we're going to dive into talking about evaluation and the value um, of evaluating your project. So why is it valuable to evaluate your project from your perspective? Yeah, look, um, Karen, I've been involved in both project management and feedback for a long time, having worked as a partner in a management consulting practice and also in a company that, that helps people get feedback. And uh, look, from my experience, what I see is that um, quite often we're not getting the feedback that we need to uh, help us make the right decisions, uh, particularly in projects as well. Um, and if you look at any successful sporting team out there, they are getting constant feedback to help guide them, whether it's cricket or football, soccer, basketball. Every player in the team is getting feedback on how they're performing. There are stats tracked on the performance. Yet I see that often we don't take a disciplined approach to getting feedback in our projects. So um, why would we want to get um, feedback? And it's more than just evaluation. It's getting feedback as you go through the project. And it can help with getting ideas about um, what we need to focus on, brainstorming, uh, checking to see how we're progressing against our milestones, uh, checking in with a client to see um, how they're feeling about the project and where it's at, getting their buy-in, their ideas, their feedback, um, understanding their position, where they're at now versus maybe where the project might be at this point in time. Um, and a chance to get the um, the ideas and, and, and feedback from team members because, you know, uh, you often have team members who are operating in different parts of the project. Uh, and so when you gather feedback and an evaluation, it's an opportunity to bring people together to look at it, to see um, collectively uh, what the feedback is telling us about what we're doing well and also those areas that we might need to focus on um, to improve the performance uh, in our project. Hmm. Uh, sorry, go on, Karen. You know, no, I was going to say, and, and I found that myself where I've had a team where, you know, we've had teams um, working on different pieces of the project in different areas of the business organisation. We've had offshore teams. So there's been a lot of different teams themselves individually working on pieces of the project and there hasn't been I've noticed that there wasn't an opportunity or didn't take the opportunity to ask for that feedback from each of those groups individually as to how things were operating between the teams you know if there were issues between the teams things not working or as you said what was working and I can see how that would be really valuable. Yeah often you've got um uh, members of the team in different locations. I know in my business, I've got a business partner. Uh, we've been building a big project for the last three years. He's based in Poland. We haven't come together face-to-face -to -face in three years. So we yeah. need to 
right tools and um, uh, to break down this big project. So we use Jira for our software development. Mavenlink um, is another soft, uh, uh, project, uh, project management software tool that we use. And then all the other collaboration tools with OneNote and Zoom like we're using, using now. Um, but if you think about it from, from why evaluate, you really need to understand what your client's expectations are, mm -hmm. uh, what their current position is at the moment and what, you know, what their requirements are. What are they seeing? The other thing is, is getting feedback from your team as a whole. What are they seeing as being done well and what could be improved? And then the third component to me would be looking at the individuals in a team uh, and understanding and evaluating where they might be what their position is, what they need, what they're seeing, and what their ideas are to improve the project. So yeah. feedback is, is important in every respect. And if you think about, I'll give an example of going to a restaurant. How often have we been to a restaurant with a group of people and the waiter comes up at the end and says, how was your meal? <laughs> and as a group of people I know many times we've gone, oh, good, and we've walked out of the restaurant and said to ourselves, never going back there again. Yep. Because the restaurant hasn't created the right context for us to be able to give feedback. So creating the context and uh, for people to give the feedback and the way you go about creating that is such an important part of the feedback process. If you don't create the right context, you will not get the feedback you need. Uh, you will hear only uh, people will only tell you what they think you want to hear, not necessarily what you really need to hear to improve the project. Well, and it's interesting that you mentioned that because in my last podcast, I was talking about project um, uh, PIRs, so the implementation review, um, which normally happens at the end of a project. And part of my the, the space that I started in was that they're a complete and utter waste of time and it's mainly for that reason that a lot of people are not willing to provide um, open feedback or serious feedback because they don't think that it's going to be taken seriously and that anything's going to be done with it. And and so most times i found a PIR is a complete and utter waste of time. So it's interesting that you mentioned the context because that to me is is very important to get that right feedback that is of value that creates actionable items that then make a change because that's what we're after after all after all it's about change the ability to make positive change for the team for the better yes um, I'll go back to the restaurant example if we take a different approach where we come into the restaurant uh, and someone says to us at the beginning look we'd really like to get your feedback at the end of the meal about what we've done well and what we could improve. And then someone independent came up at the end of the meal and asked you those questions. What did we do well? Uh, and then led into what could we improve. I know that you will get a completely different result from the feedback questions than how is your meal at the end because people will go, oh, yeah, good, thanks. I don't want to. Um, but people are much more likely to give the negative feedback if they first had a chance to say what's being done well. And I think that applies with clients when you speak with them. Mm. It applies with your team as a whole and it applies with the individuals within your team. Yeah. Um, a chance to say what's being done well and that will make it easier for them to tell you what they think needs to be done better or improved. Yeah. So, so if as a project manager I'm going to go about 
grabbing this feedback, gathering this feedback from my team, what's the best way, do you think, for them to to do that in order to be able to evaluate how the project's running and, and where it's at? Yeah, look, good question. There are, there are multiple ways that you can go about doing it. Uh, I'm in the survey business and I'm in the feedback business. So one way is a survey, um, but that's just one way. One-on-one discussions with people. I actually like um, managing by cup of coffee. Yeah. So take tools out uh, and ask them um, a few questions leading to those couple of questions about what are we doing well and what could we improve? What are you doing well and what could you improve? Now, what are the priorities for us to focus on? So I think, you know, one-on-one with individuals in the team and one-on-one with members of, um, you know, your client, for example, are really important. Um, Then there are tools out there that help us evaluate. Uh, As I said before, we're using Jira. Um, I really like Maybelline as as a tool because it's got an activity feed in there. It's got all your milestones and tasks. uh, And you can evaluate how you're going against the milestones and tasks in the project, so using software for that. So one-on-one, obviously in teams, um, and and I think surveys can play an important um, part because uh, you can sit around. I've been in many meetings where we sit with a team of people and someone says something and someone else sit, interrupts and says, oh, yeah, we've done that, and someone comes in with, with a, a different point of view and you find you're going around and around a little bit in circles with the team jumping around. Um, so I find surveys can be quite useful because you need to think about the objectives. What do we really want to achieve from the survey at this point in time? Design your survey and then you're going to give individuals an opportunity to sit down quietly and probably, and I'd recommend anonymously, to complete the feedback where they're not looking you straight in the eyes. Your client doesn't have to look at you in the face and give you the feedback. They can think about it. If you've asked positive sort of questions where you know you're going to get positive feedback, um, then they've got a chance to give the the feedback on areas to improve. They're much more likely to do it. And same with your team members. Then what I like with, 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 um, with surveys then is when you bring a team back together and you sit around a room, everyone's not looking at the individuals across the aisle and having a sort of this to and fro discussion, you make it visible. And one thing I've learned from project management, you really need to make things visible. So put your survey results up on a big screen there and you work through them. And then what I find is people then will look at the screen and start talk to the results on the screen and you keep people very focused about a specific question, whether it's about um, the skill set in your team, whether it's about whether uh, how effective, for example, your project team meetings are. If you're looking at the feedback about to what extent people agree or disagree that the meetings are effective, um, gee, we've got a bit of variety here and people have written some comments. Everyone's focused on the effectiveness of the meeting. And then you can go, all right, well, we're doing this well in regard to meetings, but clearly we need to be looking at things differently. Let's talk about what we can do to improve our meetings. Mm-hmm. So people then have got, you've created the context where you allow people to go and give feedback with clear objectives. You gather it together and then you're looking at the data. And people, when they look at the data, um, it tends to take the personalities out of it. It's not so much about something that one person may have done wrong. 
It's about, well, there's the feedback. What do we need to do about it? So I definitely think there's a point for surveys, but also, as I said, one-on-one discussions with team members, um, the uh, bringing the team together just for that sort of brainstorming session um, and to, to reflect on, on how we're going as a team and also to tick off on those agenda items that you need to, as well as um, having meetings with the client. And uh, I, I would definitely, personally, I love software. I think software's got such an important part to play in, um, in evaluating survey projects these days uh, because uh, it gives you that visual to look to see how we're going progress-wise against these milestones. We're on target here. Gee, we've fallen behind here. What are we going to do about it? Who's accountable? Let's get it fixed. Let's get back on track. Yeah. Yeah. I like the, the whole idea of that, um, w- what we're doing well, because oftentimes we don't always celebrate those things when, you know, we're head down, tail up, going hell for leather to try and get a project delivered. We tend to forget to look at what's working and focus on only those things that aren't. And that's where sometimes there's that blame game that goes on and that's not good. And, there's uh, a very good point yeah. in there as well too is that, our greatest strengths are usually the source of our weaknesses. So if I'm a very technical person, I may tend to forget about some of the people side of things. Mm-hmm. If I'm very good with the people side, I may not be good at managing performance and dealing with conflict. Uh, so by understanding your strengths, often what you'll see is the weaknesses in the project flow from your strengths, too much focus on one area and not on the other side either maybe too much about people, not enough about the detail and getting stuff done, maybe too much in the detail, not thinking strategically about the project. So the strengths um, often, uh, as I said, the flip side of that is your your weaknesses as well. Wow, that's a great thing to look at. That's a really great point. And uh, interestingly, very early on when I did my podcast, um, I talked about a SWOT analysis for for each of the project managers to do to understand for themselves their own strengths and weaknesses where there's opportunities for improvement and the areas that are likely to threaten their ability to be successful. So that's a great tie-in as well. So You know, I sat down with um, two very senior people, um, owners of a a large business, brothers, and uh, they're a bit about Mark, do we, you know, do we engage Mark or not in this particular project? And I said, well, I'd just like to do a little survey, a SWOT analysis with each of you. Um, So these two brothers who are very close, built a really big business. I went away, created a SWOT survey that evening, sent it to them. They filled it in. I met with them the next day. When I shared the results with them, they were looking at each other going, what? I never knew you thought that way. Um, just by giving them the opportunity to sit down and think independently, they shared ideas with each other that they weren't aware of. Um, and that led for me as a project manager and a consultant to a whole lot of work. I then ran a project with the senior executive team with this organisation. We did a survey. Um, typical things came out of that particular survey in terms of how that team functions and they've got a lot of big projects. They're a, they're a, they're a, a builder. So um, they know all about project management. But their meetings weren't effective. Uh, 
They weren't doing any needs analysis for their staff. They had no clear values um, for um, that the, the, the leadership team could, could espouse together. Um, and that then led to actually uh, we ran a survey with all of them. We looked at those results and we came up with a clear set of actions. Then we rolled it out to every one of their brands. Um, you know, and if you think about the sorts of things that you can do um, with the feedback, there are so many uh, uh, things that you can use feedback for. Um, mm. For example, how clear are the values in your project, the team member values? Can they, can they, you know, bang, 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 tell you what the five key values are for this particular project? Uh, and quite often... Um, uh, there's a disconnect between what you think are the values for the project and maybe what the team um, would say. So feedback can help you identify that and then focus on having things like clear values or it can be used also to be to communicate the values and ask people how are we going against these particular project values, our responsiveness, delivery on time for the project, our expertise in terms of delivering particular parts of the project. And you can use the survey to ask specific questions about those sorts of things. So you, you just mentioned that you'd um, conducted this survey as part of starting what sounded like a project. So when when's a good time to evaluate the project to gather this feedback? Yeah, look, at, you know, another good question then too. Look, the... Um, it can vary depending upon the project. But typically I would want to do something at the beginning of the project to start with, um, to communicate expectations, understand the as-is. Where are we right at the moment in terms of individuals, as a team, uh, in terms of uh, the client's expectations and requirements? And I think uh, you really want to evaluate and understand the as-is at the very beginning. And then during the project, the key points uh, and, and the and the tool that you might use will vary. I, I wouldn't suggest that you do a survey at the beginning, during and after. You might. Um, but certainly you want to be uh, getting feedback in different ways as you go through the project. So during the project, you can be assessing, you know, where are we on track? Where are we not on track? What's going well? What's not going well? Have we got the right skill sets? Are there mm -hmm. skill sets that are missing from the team? And... Um, and, a, a, and a survey is a way to do that, to get feedback and then make it visible and look at the results and say, gee, we'd better do something uh, about that particular part. We need to bring in a new skill set because we're behind here or we don't have the resources for this or we need to do some research to really bring this, get this up to speed. Um, so during it. And then look at the end of the project, uh, it's a different type of evaluation. It's really understanding what have we learned from the project? What can we celebrate as a team? Because you really want the team to um, have, you know, some wins for the year. To, to, you know, for the next time they come together in a team, they've learned something from it about what we've done well and, again, what we can improve. And I love Formula One, following Formula One. And, you know, Red Bull are a team that I follow. So Red Bull, they... You know, this year they started off really poorly. They came good at the end of the season and got a couple of great drivers. So the driver pairing was fantastic there. Um, but they got problems with their engine. They had a lot of failures in the engine. So mm. what are we doing on the engine side to fix it up? Yeah. So next, uh, so I think at the end of it, it's really about 
okay, what have we learned to apply the next time we're in a project? At the beginning of the project, it's about how do we understand everyone's position in the project um, so that we can address that as we go forward. And in the middle, it's about how are we progressing against, um, against the, the timeline, the expectations in the project. Mm. So I like that what you've talked about is using different tools at different times during the project in order to gather that feedback. And overall, we know that our whole aim is to deliver the project successfully. So what I can see is doing this evaluation and understanding um, those expectations and those things clearly at the start, and I've mentioned these before myself, uh, will set you up in a better way for success than not understanding them and, you know, creating problems because you're on one path and your business who wanted this change is on a completely different path and, yeah, there's there's a problem. So, yeah. One thing I see in projects a lot is conflict. Mm -hmm. And I know if I look at leaders um, and I've done a lot of 363 feedback and sat down with thousands of leaders helping them through um, the feedback, the typical leader has got strengths around technical skills, problem-solving, decision-making, results-focused, accepting accountability. The challenges tend to be around uh, leading change is definitely one, but coaching and developing others, managing performance, dealing with conflict, uh, giving and receiving feedback. They're all typically challenges. And you think about the strengths, results-focused, then you've got the people side as being a challenge. Um, So conflict comes through constantly. Now, one of the ways, one of the things I've realised over a long time working with people is that when it comes to conflict, um, two things, we either let it go for too long and we deal with it too late, so it's fested there for some time. Um, um, And that's probably the biggest problem that people have instead of looking for potential problems, potential conflict, and addressing it um, sooner. Before it happens, yeah. The conflict. Now, often the conflict relates to a very small percentage of the project, but it can take up 95% of the effort and time that we're facing. Mm -hmm. So with conflict, I think the value of getting feedback is it can help us look at Clarifying the points, the points of agreement. Where are we agreed as a project team? Where are we performing well? Gee, actually, we're doing 95% of this well, and there's just these small points of disagreement. And when, when we put them in context for what's being done well, it doesn't look so big and so challenging for us to deal with. Yeah. But, yeah, dealing with conflict is typically people leave it way too long Don't deal with it when it's a potential conflict and then it becomes much harder. And really, if you want to deal with conflict, you need to step in and give people feedback about what they're doing well, where they can improve, what they're doing well, where they can improve. Now, if you're running a project and you're six weeks into it and you stand up in front of the team and start saying, this is all wrong, we've done this wrong, um, it's too late. You really should be at a much earlier stage talking to people about what's being done well and where they can improve um, because six weeks is going to be too late in your project, depending upon the size of the project. So that's where getting feedback early and quickly uh, and starting to address it can really help you in your project. 
But then, so you, you go and gather this feedback and you, and you might have gathered it at the start, you've gathered it during the life of the project and then you might go again at the end. But what do you do with the feedback? Like mm. how do you use the feedback? And you've talked about saying, well, okay, this is what we're doing well, this is what we're not doing well. What I notice myself often though is it's there's a lot of talk and not a lot of action taken in it. So how do you use that feedback in a valuable way for the team? All right. Well, first of all, I make it very visible and I make it visible in a couple of ways. Um, you know, presented on a big screen somewhere. So if you've got survey results, you can present the results so people can see graphically mm-hmm. uh, uh, with a key message if you need it uh, about a certain part of the project. So make it very visible because then imagine you're sitting around with your project team and maybe it's six or 12 or 20 in there and you've got clients in or maybe not clients in there. Um, but everyone then could be looking at the screen and looking at that particular point and you focus on it. So first point, make it visible in a big screen there somewhere to take out this one-on-one across the room where you go round and round in circles. The second thing personally I love is, and most of my clients sort of go, well, why would we do that? I'm going to go and grab three flip chart stands, stick the flip charts up around the room. And so if I'm focusing on the project um, and I've got the results on a big screen up there, I'll grab a couple of members of the team um, there and I'll say, ah, Mary, can you jump up there and take that flip chart? And Joe, can you take that flip chart? Now, how about we list our strengths over here and how about we list the opportunities for improvement over there? And we make it really visible for people because that gets people focused on the issue and what's being done well and celebrating successes and what we can do to improve. It's one thing I learned so uh, a long time ago as, as a management consultant is you just make it visible for everyone and it takes the personalities out of it um, because people focus on the data, not on the personality. Now, maybe someone in the room is responsible or accountable for something that's gone wrong where there's negative feedback, but it's not putting them on the spot. It's looking at the data and what we can do about it maybe to help that person because there may, be, there may be things that are outside the control of that person they've been impacted on. Um, but then it's about problem solving. What can we do to help this particular person get up to speed? You know, those accountability dis- discussions, if someone is not performing their role properly, you've got to take that out of the room, right? But people will be aware um, that there's an issue in one part of, of the business, but you're not focused on personalities. So, Make it visible. That is the number one thing that I'd be saying. The second thing is definitely focus on the strengths and discuss them and try to discuss them first. I would tend to, once you look at the results, tend to put up the strengths first and then move to the opportunities uh, for improvement. And the other thing is that people come from different perspectives. And I remember sitting, you know, just recently I was with a a group of people uh, as a senior team there and a bit of feedback came up, and um, I think it was about ma- it was about managing. It was about the motivation of people. That's right. And the question there was that you know the people in our team are motivated to do their best. It was in a survey, um, and the results across the leadership team were a bit split. About half of them were down in disagree and strongly disagree. Um, it was about a third down there, and two thirds were strongly agree and agree. 
So you'd think, gee whiz, if you looked at the data, half the people are motivated and half the people aren't motivated out there. Well, that was far from the truth. It was the way, once we discussed it, um, it, it came out that why did people tick strongly agree and agree? Because 48 people out there out of 50 are really motivated. And those people ticked strongly agree and agree about them being motivated because most of them are motivated. Yeah. When we looked at the people who ticked strongly disagree and disagree, they ticked it because two people out of 50 weren't motivated. So they're actually answering the same way, but it was just a different perspective on it. Mm. By focusing on the particular question and people's interpretation of it um, and discussing it, then it was like, actually, this is limited to a couple of people in one part of the business and they're having an impact on others out there. So what can we do about that? Um, So, again, make it visible, look at the strengths and the opportunities and people focus on that and then you'll come to... Um, really identify what the true issues are. And so as a project manager, um, I'm I'm under the pump. How mm. much time do you think this this could take to add the value for the project? Because I hear that it, it's going to add value to me as a project manager, but how much time would I be expecting to take to do this? Okay, well, look, um, if you take the one-on-ones with your team, um, it's time-consuming. You're a project manager. Uh, as a project manager, uh, your success is going to depend upon the success of the people working for you. So you need to spend time with them, um, helping and understanding what they're doing well and areas that you can improve. You, you, you just have to take the time to do that. And then you can understand points where you can help to improve their performance or bring in resources to help them where they need to. So you can't avoid that. You've got to spend one-on-one time with those people. Um, using using software like Mavenlink and Jira and others uh, is actually pretty simple. It's just a matter of getting the software, setting up the project. I know, um, you know, I've built about 50 websites in my consulting business over the last few years. I've got a website template with Mavenlink. I go, uh, new project, insert the template, and it populates every task and milestone and subtask in the project. And then I do a bit of editing and it's like five minutes to set up this project and I send it to the client and they go, gee whiz, that was quick. How did you do that? Um, uh, So software um, can really help and that doesn't take much to put in place. Um, And surveys themselves, you know, I'm in the survey business um, and we could, I could set up a, a project to evaluate. In fact, in our software, we've got a project evaluation survey there. We've got a 360-degree feedback survey there. Um, you can set that up in a very short period of time, give the link to people to do it, invite them to do it, either email them with, with customised messages, uh, and then you can look at the results build in real time. And so, um, you know, I ran a survey just recently and it was like a client asked me on one afternoon I really need some feedback tomorrow can you help with this survey I quick she gave me some ideas on what she wanted I designed the survey in about half an hour she said that's great Mark let's get it out we sent it out and the next day she had the results from a whole group of people in the project Um, so it can be really rapid it's not a huge investment of your time Um, but you need the right tools to do this Um, so and look there are lots of uh, 
there are lots of survey tools out there. There are tools like Google Docs and you've got um, free software tools out there that you can do small surveys with. Um, and we've got a survey software as a service business as well. Yeah, so tell us just a bit about that before we finish up this week. Okay, yeah, we've um, been building this for three three and a bit years from different sides of the world. Uh, uh, in a moment of madness, I said to my to, to Dave, who was the developer, I said, Dave, um, uh, how would you like to build a survey um, software SaaS, software as a service, um, with no guarantee of success? And uh, uh, let's do it from opposite sides of the world without meeting for three years. And, uh, he said, yeah, why not? Let's do that. And shall we build a rocket as well? <laughs> so... Uh, we took this project on. It's been a, it's been a huge project for us, but it's been very rewarding. Um, and we've just launched. We've now got 3,000 accounts worldwide. Um, and if you've used SurveyMonkey, we're better and cheaper than SurveyMonkey, whereas SurveyMonkey is $1,188 a year, we're $300 a year. Um, but you can run any type of survey, uh, customise your own. We've got survey templates, uh, including a project evaluation template, a 360-degree feedback. There's a leadership team survey. There's a team survey. So the sorts of surveys you could do with your client, um, which can help you to, as a project manager, help them to understand their strengths and weaknesses. Uh, and we offer, uh, we've got reporting like so much better than SurveyMonkey and others out there that enable you to filter the results, present the results, build your recommendations into the software and present to a group. Um, and I know from my experience in my um, business consulting practice, I've built a lot of revenue around surveys because you do a survey, get everyone focused on it. There's always actions that come out to help the team to, whether it's create their values, um, run better meetings, uh, be able to coach and, um, and, and um, uh, develop staff better, maybe improve performance management all those things that we need to be better at as leaders that we don't learn until we become a leader. And from my experience too, and I'll bet this is true of many of you as, as, as project managers, how did you learn to be a project manager? How did you learn to be a leader? I've asked that question many times of leaders. How did you learn to coach people? And I get the same response, osmosis. I absorb it from people around me. Yeah. And I go, well, have you ever asked my best friend, have you ever been to Google and typed in steps to manage conflict effectively? Go to YouTube, steps to coach effectively. There's a huge amount of resources on the web at your fingertips, but we often don't take the time to step back and think about, um, gee, how did I learn this? Is there a better way of doing it? Mm. Um, let me look at the great resources out on the web. Um, to learn to do this a bit better rather than doing it the same way that I learned from maybe a, a project manager I grew up under who may or may not have been a great project manager or a great leader. Yeah. Um, and I get the same thing with, with leaders when I say, well, when they say, oh, I learned to coach from my manager. Well, um, and then I say, can you, can you write down the five steps to coach someone effectively? And they go, uh, steps, process. <laughs> is there one? Type in steps to coach effectively on the web and you'll find steps. Uh, 
And most people say um, they've never done that and their manager they learned from was no good at it. Yeah. So yeah. that's a tip for project managers out there. <laughs> Don't just trust what you've learned from those around you. What have you done to become and learn to become the best project manager you possibly can be? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Totally agree with that one. So what's the website address for your product? Um, sparkchart.com. Spark, S-P-A-R-K, chart, C-H-A-R-T.com. Great. Thank um, you. We, uh, if you, here's a coupon code, SparkChart30 in capital, capital, SparkChart30 in numerals, 30, and that'll give you 30% off for life. Thank um, you. We offer 24-7 support. So we, there's a lot of complexity in it because you can customise your branding, your logos, your questions, everything in it. Um, and um, But because there's a lot of complexity, there's a lot to learn, there's a lot of videos to help, um, but we're there to support you 24-7. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for talking to me today about the value of feedback and evaluating your project. I'm sure that our project managers listening will have got something from the discussion for sure. I know that I did. And uh, thank you once again for joining me today. Great. It's been a pleasure, Karen. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to this Project Management Insights podcast. Be sure to visit projectmanagementinsight.com and sign up for our monthly newsletter or to receive updates on upcoming training.